Good morning. My name is Michael. I'm one of the pastors here at the church and very excited to have you all with us uh, for this first Sunday of Summer at the Movies. And uh, I just got to say, really, I didn't have much of a sermon, so I had to extend it. Uh, Not really, but that was just awesome. I just felt really moved by the Spirit. And I got to tell you, I was standing up here at the very end. I'm I'm sure you saw me uh, behind the, the tree. And there was a couple of kids right down here. Yeah, I'm talking about you two that had their hands in the air and were just going nuts. Yes, you <laughs> and little Alice. It was awesome. It was awesome to see people praising God with just like the Spurs just won the championship. Our God saves. That was so, and you too. Yes, you were. You're the worship leader's son. That doesn't count though. So uh, that was uh, just an incredible experience um, for me. And thank you for indulging us in it. A couple of things before I, I move on into the, to the movie. Uh, one, on August 23rd, we will have our back-to-school luau. It is something that we do every year uh, around the start of school. So that means school starts August 25th. Sorry, children and teachers especially. Um, but August 25th is the first day of school. So August 23rd, that Saturday night, we will have our back-to-school luau. We did it this way last year, Saturday night. It was right out here on the grassy knoll. Um, uh, Daryl and uh, th- these guys, actually the Chapter 3 band, played, and um, it, was, it was a lot of fun, and so we decided to do it that way again. We are doing a Saturday night uh, event. They won't be playing. Uh, Matt Wolf, the, the guy that's playing bass up here, his band, Groove Movement, uh, will be playing. And if you don't just smile at the name of that, Groove Movement, uh, you don't need to come. All right? We don't want your kind around. Uh, they're a, an awesome kind of funky uh, band, and it will be a different flavor for us. I'm very excited. And the, uh, the food that we will have this year will be the closest thing resembling an actual luau that we've ever had. Uh, we've had I think we've had Mexican food once. We had barbecue once. Uh, and so, you know, luau. Uh, so this year we're actually having, like, chicken with pineapple and things like that. But there will be a kid's selection of corn dogs and uh, chicken nuggets as well. Uh, excellent. I got a peanut gallery has started something bad from the Smiths. Um, so that, that's just to let you know that there will not be church that Sunday. So August 24th, that Sunday, there will not be church. Hey, Fred, can you turn me down a little bit? I feel like I'm reverberating. Maybe it's just me. Um, so that, just want to let you know that. The second thing I want to let you know, which is much more immediate, is July 14th, the coffee shop, the foundry, will finally open its doors to the public. Um, yeah, you can clap for that. We're very excited about it. It has been since January that some of us have been working on it and trying to get it together to actually open and and jumping through the hoops and hurdles of the city and and different things. And I've shared with it uh, some of the stories along the way. And we are finally going to open on Monday, July 14th at 7 o'clock in the morning will be the first official cut poured. However, July 13th, that evening, uh, Sunday, that next week, uh, we'll have an open house for all of you, Um, those of you who are part of this ministry, whether you know it or not, um, by your tithes and offerings, uh, helping us to get started. We want you to come and check it out. Uh, Daryl and some of the people will be playing music there uh, that evening. And I believe we said 6, right? 6, 6.30. Um, and there will be free coffee. So you can get your coffee, you can get your white chocolate mocha, you can get your smoothie, you can get your caffeine on, basically. Um, and uh, Or non-caffeinated, if you like that kind of thing. Uh, and uh, just taste it, check it out, and... See what kind of place it is, because we really want you to use it as, uh, as well as just people around the Monta Vista area. So if you have questions about either of those things, please see me after the service. Now, Summer at the Movies, as Daryl said, it's something we do every year. Every summer uh, since uh, the pastor before me was here, uh, we've done this. 
So it's been maybe seven years of summer at the movies, and it's kind of grown and shrank and grown, and this year we're seven uh, Sundays into it. Last year, I think we did sports movies. Uh, The year before, we did comedies. We always kind of have a theme. And this year, I've been wanting to do Disney for a long time. This year, we're doing all Disney movies. Any Disney fans in here? Okay, any Disney haters? I know there's some of you out there. Be brave. Yeah, say it. Yeah. Okay. There are people, you know, you can go either way on it. Some people love Disney, the happiest place on earth. Others of you are deluded in your vision. But Disney is a wonderful uh, just experience in my childhood growing up, uh, going to Disney World with my family, watching the movies. Uh, I remember the first time we went to Disney World, I was five. We got in our van. And we had a little TV in the back of the van with little rabbit ears and stuff. And we watched. We left so early from Lubbock, Texas, driving down to Florida, that we watched Princess Die getting married. Uh, that'll date how long ago that was and how early we left. Um, it was live, and I remember her walking down the aisle and all that stuff. And I remember her dress. Okay, get over it. Um, and then, but then Disney World. It was awesome, you know. And and, and Disney was such a part of my life that uh, I was. I did a lot of musical theater and, and things in high school and. And I was in a lot of choirs. And, and then I worked at the Disney store. Um, that's right. I had one of the sweaters on, had the gray pants and the, and the pink button-down shirt. Oh, dude, I worked it. It was sweet. And I would stand at the door, and i have a little tigger and go, you know, do little voices or Winnie the Pooh and stuff. And you know, I don't get that. But it was just a great – and there are no pictures of that. Somebody already asked from 930. Uh, but I, I loved it. I just loved Disney. And Jen and I are moving right now, and, you know, moving's a great time to throw away. Basically, it's like, do we really need this? No. Do I really need my papers from the fifth grade? No. Throw them away. Um, Things like that. And one of the things that she tried to get rid of was I have a big collection of Disney lithographs from all of the movies. And I've had it for years, and it's always been in this, like, bag and stuck under a bed somewhere. They've never been up anywhere. But my thought was one day I will have a child, and that child will love Disney, and we will have a Disney room. So now I have two kids, and I just have to decide who is more worthy of the Disney paraphernalia, I guess. And, and you know, and so I just I love Disney stuff, and, and I'm so excited to do Disney movies. And we're going to go old school on you, a little Lady and the Tramp uh, later on in the summer, a little Little Mermaid. Hadn't, you know, it's been around for a long time. We'll do some new ones, Ratatouille, uh, which is one of the newer ones out, which is hysterical. And we're trying to, to work to see if we can do Wall-E, um, if we can get some clips from it. So that may appear at the very end of the series, but, uh, but today we're starting with A Bug's Life, because it's A, you know, so you start with A. So A Bug's Life is where we're starting, and uh, this movie is, how many of you have seen A Bug's Life? Okay, yeah. It, it's a great movie. It's a funny movie. It came out around the same time, I think, as Ants, you know, they were kind of Steven Spielberg and Disney were challenging one another from time to time, and uh, it's a great movie about a little ant named Flick, and the adventures of Flick, and He's a big inventor, and he has a great heart, and he really tries hard, but sometimes things just don't go his way, and sometimes he gets into a little trouble. The scene that we're going to watch in just a second is uh, Flick has an invention to help the ants out, but something goes terribly wrong, and then Princess Ada, Julia Louise Dreyfus, uh, pays the consequences for it. But it's interesting uh, when the grasshoppers come down uh, as to what the princess says. You'll see, let's watch this right now. Ah! 
but it was the woman who, who gave it to me. Then the Lord God asked the woman, how could you do such a thing? The serpent tricked me, she replied. That's why I ate it. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you will be punished. You are singled out from all the domestic and wild animals of the whole earth to be cursed. You will grovel in the dust as long as you live, crawling on your belly. From now on, you and the woman will be enemies, and your offspring and her offspring will be enemies. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. Then he said to the woman, You will bear children with intense pain and suffering. And though your desire will be for your husband, he will be your master. And to Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate the fruit I told you not to eat, I have placed a curse on the ground. All your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. All your life you will sweat to produce food until your dying day. Then you will return to the ground from which you came. You were made from the dust, to the dust you will return. I love this. Immediately when God says, did you do something I told you not to do? Adam's like, she, she, she made me do it. So he goes to her. Did you do something I told you? But the servant made me do it. There's like passing the blame quicker than the politician. You know, I mean, it's just like God saying you did something wrong like no but but it was her but it was the serpent see what what had happened we do that so often in our lives not just leadership and what happens god comes back and says fine here's what here's the consequence for you doing something i told you not to do and then he goes to adam who wasn't the one who originally ate the apple but who was the one in charge in the garden and he says because you allowed this to happen this is your punishment Adam had to take on responsibility because in leadership, everything's your fault. I joked about politicians, but seriously, isn't that what they do? They point fingers. Well, it's not our fault. It's the Republicans. It's not our fault. It's the Democrats. They won't let us do anything. Remember the aftermath of Katrina and all the finger pointing that was going on about the rescue effort, about the cleanup effort, about why the levees weren't the way they were supposed to be. And everybody had someone else to blame. Nobody wanted to take the blame on themselves. They all wanted to pass the buck. They all wanted to shoot it aside. Oh, no, no, this wasn't me. It was someone else. This only happened because no one wanted to take responsibility to accept that true leadership role. We need to do this in our lives. I mean, not all of us are in leadership positions. Not all of us have these positions where the buck truly can stop with you. Some of you work in jobs where you're just low on the totem pole, like me. Some of you have jobs where you're way up. Some of you don't even work. You're like, where am I in leadership? Okay, here's the thing. You're a leader in the life that God's given you. You're a leader in your walk with Christ and in the path that you are walking on towards God. You're the leader of that. No one else. No one else can push you or pull you away from Jesus Christ if you're focused on the cross. I mean, think about Jesus Christ and the amount of responsibility that he took upon himself for things he didn't do. Remember, he came down to earth and he lived our life and he suffered what we suffer and he was tempted the way we're tempted. And at the end of his life, he was accused. He was punished for something he didn't do. He was given 
the responsibility. He was given the accountability. He took the punishment for us. It wasn't easy, though, was it? I mean, he's in the garden, and he is just distraught with pain and and just scared and says, God, please don't make me go through this. But then he realizes that that's where the bug stops, that it's on him. And he says, "Not, not my will, but yours. You know, this, this, this could be a great talk to politicians or a great talk to captains of industry or whatever, but what I really want to focus on is, is your walk with Christ, is your day-to-day life with Jesus Christ, because you are the one who is ultimately responsible for that. When Hopper comes down and says, what has happened, whatever it is, is on you. One of the things I do every, every morning that I get up, before I even get out of bed, is I pray just a short little prayer, and I, and I ask God to forgive me for yesterday. I say, God, forgive me for the stupid things I did yesterday, because I know there were a lot of them. And I know you're just shaking your head at me going, oh, seriously, you work for me? I know there are times where God's like, did I really call him? I mean, ter- there are things I do that I fall off the path, and I ask God to forgive me. And then before I get out, I say, God, Help me to be better today than I was yesterday. Help me to be more like you today than I was yesterday. Help people to see Christ more in my life than they did yesterday. Help today to be a better day. But the world comes at me. As soon as I step foot on the ground, as soon as I walk out of my bedroom, the world comes at me and it attacks me. And grasshoppers come and they stomp through my house. and, And I'm tempted. I'm tempted to look away. I'm tempted to step aside. I'm tempted to say, well, I only did that because of this. God, I know I, I walked off of the path and, I, and I'm not, I didn't follow straight with you the way you wanted me to today. But really it was because... You ever done that? I've been in ministry for many years now and, and I do that in my ministry. Sometimes I want to pass the blame for a failure for something that happens to somebody else. And I know that deep in my heart, you know what? God gave you this mission. Sometimes in my life, in my personal walk with Christ, and I, and I get out and I get started, and I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to rededicate myself to an intensive study of the Scriptures. And I do it one day, and I do it two days, and then, whoo, I'm so distracted, and things happen, and I get off track. And then four days later, when I haven't done anything, I'm like, well, the foundry was kind of busy, and we're moving, and I'm trying to get our one house ready to sell and another house ready to move into, and all these things going on. I just don't have time. Oh. God's like, I, I give you enough time to do this stuff. I, I give you enough time to spend time with me, and I let you do the rest of it, whatever you want to do. So many times we want to we want to look away and we want to look aside and we want to say, well, I'm only doing this because it's your fault. You fall off the path, you're walking on towards Christ, it's your fault. Yeah, the world is hard. The world is tough. There are images that are out there that are scary and they're bad and they want to pull you away. There's songs out there. There's movies out there. There's books out there. There's alcohol. There's drugs. There's food. There's other people. The world is out there trying to yank you off the path to Christ, to yank you away from your salvation. 
You're the one responsible for staying on. Now, look, that doesn't mean that you're out there in the middle of this ocean of evil by yourself. No. The rest of us that are on that same journey, the rest of us that have that same responsibility to ourselves and to Christ are right there in that ocean swimming with you. We're right there with you. We're underneath waiting for everything to pass overhead. Just take the food and leave. Take the food and leave. We're all there to support one another, to get into small groups. If you're not in a small group, you need to be in a small group. It's a group of people that come together and you you talk about the Bible, you serve together, but really you live your Christian life together. And when you're knocked down, there is a group of men or a group of women there to sit around you and say, we know, come back. And we don't think you can move on. They're the ones who say, yeah, you can. You can do it. There's help out there. There's worship services to come to every Sunday. I mean, y'all are here right now, but there's times to come and to worship and to praise God and to say, our God saves. Together as a body of Christ, we acknowledge today that our God saves. And we are here together supporting one another in that journey. I mean, I don't know how many of you were touched by that this morning. I was. I was when I looked down at Alice and these kids down here, I started just, you know, tearing up. Y'all know I get emotional sometimes. And I started with my hands raised. I started, I had to stop singing for a second. Because it was awesome to see the body of Christ moving. When it comes down to it, it is your responsibility to stay on the path that God's given you. But you're not alone. You're not alone. Just like underneath that colony, there were thousands of ants that were surrounding the princess. In this room, there are tens of people. In this church, there are thousands of people surrounding you and wanting to reach down and to help you and to to hold your hand if that's the case or to kick you in the tail if that's the case or to give you a hug if that's the case, whatever it is. I just encourage you to to do two things today. It's the one, hear that it's your responsibility. Stop blaming the world. Stop blaming TV. Stop blaming the Internet. Stop blaming out. It's you. You and God. God gives you what you need. And then hear this also, that we're here to help you, that we've been there. Some of you might be dealing with drugs. I've been there. Come talk to me about it. I'll walk you through it. Alcohol, I've been there. Come talk to me about it. I'll walk you through it. Severe depression, I haven't, but I know people that have. Come talk to me. I'll get you hooked up. They'll talk to you about it. They'll walk you through it. We'll hold each other together as we move forward to the cross. That's why we're here as the body of Christ. It's not to point fingers at one another. It's to just say, come on. Let's move forward together. Andy Birchfield's sitting in the back right now, and he's got wonderfully gray, foxish hair. Uh, it's very easy to see that way. Uh, he's our small groups coordinator. If you're not in a small group and you want some information about it, please go see him. He's here every week, 930 and 11 o'clock, both services. He's always here. I fail to mention him a lot of times, but he's always here. If you need to pray, there's a prayer team that's over here after the, after the service every Sunday. They're not there to judge. They're not there to go, holy cow, you want to pray about that? Wow. No. They're there to say, let's pray about it. I'm up front. There are five or six pastors here on staff that we have. We have a Stephen ministry program that is amazing. 
We have all kinds of resources here that as you walk by yourself on your path to Christ, know that we are here as a body of Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you so much for the life that you have given us, the life that you've enabled us to have, the freedom of salvation that comes through your death and resurrection. Lord, help us to really take ownership of that, to give our life fully to that, to know that we are saved because you save us. And Lord, when those outside influences come, when the world tries to crash against us and pull us off of the path that you have set us upon, Help us to have the strength to see clearly through the cross. And on those times, Lord, when we can't see it, surround us with your body, the body of believers, to help us, to support us, to guide us, to love us, to direct us. Lord, we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Said prayer after the service right over here. Andy's in the back. I'll be up front. We'll see you next week.